Well, hello everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast, where we are on week four of a journey called Jesus' Letters to Leaders, looking at the letters that Jesus wrote to the churches and to the leaders of churches. And I believe there's some incredible kingdom leadership principles there. So Jesus writes seven letters to seven leaders, giving seven lessons on leading victoriously. We look firstly at Ephesus. Kingdom leaders are in love with Jesus. We looked at Smyrna. Kingdom leaders understand suffering. Crucial. And then last week, we looked Pergamum. Kingdom leaders know how to wield the sword of God's word. But today I want to go to Thyatira. And the key lesson here is that kingdom leaders know how to operate in authority, which is such a crucial lesson. So let's kick it off. Revelation 2 verse 18 says, To the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire and whose feet are like burnished bronze. Now, remember, each of these letters starts with a revelation. And leaders, revelation is key. Revelation is what leads to transformation. Not New Year's resolutions, not try harder, but with a greater revelation of Jesus. Jesus, naturally we begin to live our lives differently. So we grow one revelation at a time. So there's two parts to this revelation that he brings to the church. Firstly, it says Jesus, the Son of God. These are the words of the Son of God. Now, Jesus normally referred to himself as the Son of Man in the Gospels. And most times Jesus liked to identify his Christ, he's, he's the one with us. But in this case, he says, Jesus, the Son of God. And I think you'll agree with me that that now speaks to authority and to power. And then if we couple that with the second part, Jesus, whose eyes are like blazing fire and feet like burnished bronze. This would have reminded the reader straight away of the, the vision that Daniel had in Daniel 10, 6-8. It said, His body was like topaz, his face like lightning, his eyes like flaming torches, his arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze, and his voice like the sound of a multitude. Now have a quick look at what this vision did. It said, I, Daniel, was the only one who saw the vision. Those who were with me did not see it, but such terror overwhelmed them that they fled and hid themselves. So I was left alone, gazing at this great vision. I had no strength left. My face turned deathly pale and I was helpless. So I think you'll agree with me. This is a revelation of authority, of power. This is not, uh, I suppose, the intimacy of Ephesus. This is not the encouragement that went to but in one word, this is Jesus, the one who has all authority. So what's the challenge then? Well, if we carry on Revelation 2 from verse 19, it says, I know your deeds, your love and faith, your service and perseverance, and that you are now doing more than you did at first. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophet. By her teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality and eating of food sacrificed to idols. I've given her time to repent of her immorality, but she's unwilling. So Jesus commands them. On the surface, it looks like this church is doing well. Their good deeds, their love, their faith, their perseverance, their hard work. However, verse 20, nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel. Now, for me, there's always one word that opens up a letter or a passage of scripture. And for me, that's the word, tolerate. You see, to tolerate means you know something's wrong, but you don't do anything about it. To tolerate means your authority is being violated 
and yet you allow it. It means you're responsible for something, but you abdicate that responsibility, maybe because of fear, maybe because of your busyness, maybe because of laziness, but for whatever reason, you leaving a door open, that is your responsibility to keep closed. So tolerate means you're not using your authority to exercise your responsibility. And I think you'll agree with me, in the kingdom of God, authority is absolutely critical. We need to be fully under the authority of Jesus. And part of that means learning to exercise his authority through us so that we don't end up tolerating what Jesus is against. So what were they tolerating? Well, this woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophet. Just like husbands, your role is to take responsibility for leading your wife. So in this church, the job of the leaders, of the elders, was to rule over the church, to take responsibility for what was happening in the church. But they'd abdicate that authority and they were allowing this woman self-professed prophet who was now actually leading the church and the elders were allowing it to happen so what do we know about Jezebel well Jezebel was the daughter she was a princess of the king of Sidon and uh, also a priestess of Baal in 1 king 16 verse 31 it said he that speaks about King Ahab not only considered it trivial to commit the sins of Jeroboam son of Nabat but he also married Jezebel daughter of Ethbal which means with Baal king of the Sidonians and began to serve Baal and worship him so King Ahab, instead of fighting the enemies he was called to fight, he chose to try and compromise for the sake of peace by marrying daughters of different kings to form peace alliances. And that was his downfall. Uh, he's, uh, the worship of Baal involved temple prostitutes, sexual immorality as a form of worship, feasting with food offered to, uh, to Baal. Instead of Ahab leading his wife to worship the Lord, he followed her to worship Baal. Instead of leading her in strength, his weakness and self-pity led to him abdicating that authority and she began to lead him. So summing up Jezebel, she despised authority, she manipulated to control, she threatened when she didn't get her way, she had zero fear of God, and this was the spirit that this church was allowing to operate. That's what Jesus had against him. Another example might be Eli. Remember, as high priest, he knew his two sons were wicked. And what does it say in 1 Samuel 3.13? I told him, that's Eli, that I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons blasphemed God, and he failed to restrain them. There it is, abdicating authority. So, how do we... As kingdom leaders respond very quickly, the key to exercising godly authority, James 4 verse 7 says, Submit yourself then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. It speaks about how to correctly handle authority. One, it always starts with submission to God. Now, if you're giving in to fear, to laziness or busyness, and leaving doors of authority open, that means you're not actually in full submission to Jesus. It says, resist the devil. That is now learning to stand in authority. Eli should have resisted his sons, just like the elders should have resisted this woman and her teaching. And uh, if you're abdicating authority, well, no, no, let me rather say it this way. To resist is the opposite of tolerating. These are the two words I want to bring together. If the sin is tolerating, the repentance is learning to resist, to stand against it, to speak up, speak out, or to hold accountable. And the result 
he will flee from you. Now, this is the good news that I want to finish off for kingdom leaders. When we stand in Jesus' authority and stand up and speak out, we can trust for Jesus' authority to begin to flow. Listen quickly at how many times you hear the I will. In Revelation 2.21, I've given her time to repent. This is Jesus speaking of her immorality, but she's unwilling. So I will cast her on a bed of suffering. I will make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely unless they repent of her ways. I will strike her children dead, then all the churches will know that I am he who searches hearts and minds and I will repay each of you according to your deeds. In other words, if we face the fight, Jesus will fight the fight. When we resist instead of tolerating, it opens the door for Jesus' authority to flow. And the beautiful reward in Revelations 2.26, to the one who's victorious and does my will to the end, I will give authority over the nations, that they will rule them with an iron scepter and will dash them to pieces like pottery, just as I have received authority from my Father. In other words, here's the good news. Leaders, when we learn to stand to resist clashes of authority, trusting for Jesus' authority, if we're faithful at home, if we're faithful in the local, it said, I will give you authority over the nations. In other words, faithful in the small opens doors of inheritance. So that's the big idea. Resisting instead of tolerating brings way more fruit than abdicating. Kingdom leaders... Don't tolerate, they stand in the authority of Jesus. Hope that helps. Looking forward to next week and uh, God bless you. See you then. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.